0: I mean, honestly, it's the same thing as watching an old episode of Friends or The Office, where you know the joke, but it's still funny. It's just so funny. Yes. And you know, because I did have a safe and happy and loved Pop-Tart kind of childhood, uh, nostalgia feels warm and safe to me back when I didn't have to think about wills and car tags and who's been to the eye doctor and who's had their teeth cleaned and
1: what I need to take care of welcome to the mama needs podcast where we chat about all the things that mama needs on this podcast you'll hear real stories from moms that you can relate to and listen in while you do your everyday mom life hey i'm your host jen collins mama of three kids wife and founder of mama needs box a monthly self-care subscription box just for moms Today, I'm excited to introduce you to my guest, Ann Smith. She's a wife and mother of four based in Greenville, South Carolina. She has a delightful podcast called But Not All At Once, because as she says, we can do it all y'all, but not all at once. She's also a public relations and social media strategist, freelance writer, and podcast consultant. So we're chatting today about her podcast, which I've been listening to for the last few months and love. I think you will too. We also talk mostly about how we can use nostalgia as self-care. We talk about the selfless selfishness, (laughs) that's a tongue twister, of providing for your own needs as a mom and rediscovering your own hobbies and preferences as the hands-on baby stage wraps up. We also touch on the not-so-fun stuff like procrastination and how actually doing those grown-up tasks like writing up a will and calling your insurance company those things can also be self-care but sometimes you just need to go back to how you felt when you got home from school as a kid sat down on the couch opened that snack of cheetos or swiss cake rolls and watched saved by the bell You're gonna love this fun and light conversation with Anne. Um, But before we get to this episode, a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Mama Needs Box, a monthly self-care subscription box just for moms who feel burned out and don't know where to start with self-care. Sign up to get your first box with free shipping by visiting MamaNeedsBox.com and using the code podcast at checkout. Your monthly box will arrive with five to six high quality products inside with tips and ideas to fit in self-care so you can remember that you matter, Mama. Go to MamaNeedsBox.com and use the code podcast at checkout for free shipping. All right, now enjoy my conversation with Anne. Anne. Hey, Anne, welcome to the Mama Needs Podcast. How are you? I'm well. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great to meet you. Um, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you live and what you do all the things. I'm Ann Smith. I live in Greenville, South Carolina.
0: I'm a writer and a PR consultant, a social media strategist, really anything with words. Um, It's kind of my professional wheelhouse. And on the personal front, my husband Bradley and I have four children who are this their first year where they're all in school. So we're kind of entering a new phase of parenthood without diapers, without mandatory naps, without, you know, we we still have that one stroller just in case <laughs> we take a long walk, but we're not in that super hands-on bottles, passies mm-hmm. lifestyle that we lived for the better, you know, part of a decade. So it's a yeah. new season over here in the Smith house.
1: Yeah. Isn't it great? Cause I'm in the same season as you and I feel like yeah. we have arrived at the place where other moms told me about. And I thought it was a myth.
0: <laughs> you can't you can't really fully process it. I think mm-hmm. your brain is not capable and it's really better for you. I think you just <laughs> handle what's in front of you and you keep handling what's in front of you until mm-hmm. one day what's in front of you is no longer a changing table. I know. And then you, fa- I mean, I still see babies and I see moms enjoying their babies and I have these wistful moments where I think, Man, I wish that I had It felt so hard. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. It didn't just mm-hmm. feel so hard. It was so hard, was. Um, which is one of the reasons I have a podcast called But Not All at Once. And that was one of the reasons that I started it was I had just peeked my head up long enough from <laughs> the trenches of babyhood to want to provide a bit of encouragement. Um, and especially our family went through some exceedingly difficult things, more difficult than your average family of four kids, six and under. Mm-hmm. And it was really important for me to imagine the girl that I was in those situations and want to look back in. I mean, I just want to like hug that girl yeah. and tell her she's going to be okay. So instead, what I do is offer that, I hope, through earbuds every week and give other women the chance to tell their story. Because what I've found is everybody has a hard thing, mm-hmm. whether it's parenting or work or long-term care for a mother-in-law or a relative facing a really tough sickness. Everyone is carrying something that mm-hmm. we can't really see. And especially in our own homes right now, kind of separated. So I think what you're doing is important, bringing voices to people who might be listening on a sanity walk or while they fold laundry or mm-hmm. try not to lose their mind in car line, yep. whatever the case may be, any kind of connection is so important. I picture it like that virtual water well that hundreds of years ago, women might have gathered around and kind of pumped each other up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think podcasts can do that in
1: a lot of ways. Oh, I love that comparison. Yeah. And I feel the same way. It's like going through some really hard times and I finally felt like my head was above water and I could mm. maybe use my brain at a different <laughs> capacity than I yes. was. Yes, <laughs> The cells are waking back up in there. They are. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I started my um, subscription box because I wanted to be that encouragement too, and podcast at the same time. So I love what you're doing too. Um, Thank so you. tell us about it. So tell us about yeah. your podcast, but not all at once. Um, yes. Tell us what the name is is all about, what that means. Um, When did you start it? Who is it for? And all the things that go along with it. Well, it's for anyone. I kind of
0: bristle, not that I don't think moms are amazing. I think we're incredible people, but I bristle a bit when people categorize it as a solely mom podcast, because Mm -hmm. I think all of us have, first of all, I think there are a million ways to be a mother. I yeah. think if you're, a, if you're a teacher, if you're a tutor, if you're a hands-on aunt, if you're that neighbor who steps in when the new mom is like, wants to just close the door to the closet and cry for an hour, if you are pouring into the life of any child, you are helping raise them into an adult. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And also I find um, I do have some men who listen to my podcast who aren't related to me. My dad, funny. <laughs> my sweet boomer dad um, <laughs> is not the only one. <laughs> He's a faithful listener, which I love, which is tough because I do talk about him a fair bit unintentionally, just like, mm-hmm. I remember my dad would say this and he'll, he'll call. I read um, Jessica Simpson's, we also talk about the frivolous. I read Jessica Simpson's autobiography, which by the way, if you haven't read it,
1: I want to, it's on my no list. No
0: yeah. shame. New York times bestseller for a mm-hmm. reason. And she talked about how, when she was pregnant, she started to crave pop tarts with butter on them. <laughs> uh, and I said you know I'm not gonna lie this is actually quite delicious and I was talking about how brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts so good and my dad texted me furiously the day after that episode released and was like are you really gonna lead the world to believe that your father was not the man who taught you that brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts with a pat of butter on them are a delicacy for the ages and I was <laughs> like I, I didn't I didn't realize you wanted the credit for that gourmet That's snack funny. expertise.
1: Your dad and
0: Jessica <laughs> Simpson, our <are> kindred spirits. <laughs> I mean, who knew? We're all from the South. I think, you know, right. we, we like our butter. We like our <laughs> delicious foods. So I really, um, I started this in the spring of 2019. Mm-hmm. I had literally never listened to a podcast before. Oh, wow. Know. Really? <laughs> I tend to be something of an early adopter because I uh, my master's is in advertising. I worked for the two largest advertising agencies in the state. I tend to be someone who is at least aware of trends, even if, you know, I still wear a side part or whatever. Um, jeans. <laughs> I'm still doing what's comfortable for me, but I'm at least aware. And podcasts were just I me mean, to be candid with four kids under six and medical crises and a business that I ran from home and trying to like talk to friends every you know, fourth month or something. Right. I just didn't have a lot of time for. It. And yeah. New Year's Eve um for 2019, I was kind of making a list of these women I wanted to go to lunch with in the new year. And just this woman, if I saw her across a cocktail party, I would be really intimidated. I'm I'm an easily intimidated gal. But I really want to know more about her. I want to know her story or she's building this business or doing this thing. And so I made this list and it covered um the front and back of a legal envelope.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't, I don't, I wish it had been in a beautiful leather bound journal, but
1: this is (laughs) is just the reality. The best ideas are on like a napkin, you know?
0: (laughs) Yes, it strikes you and you don't know where it comes from. And so I realized, wow, you know, if I have that many fascinating people that I just know tangentially, why wouldn't other women want to hear that? Why Mm -hmm. wouldn't other women want to see the depth that that girl whose life looks perfect in your Instagram feed and is just no laundry to fold in the background, you know, happy, happy, happy. What you don't know is that her mom is in the end stages of Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or two years ago, she lost a baby or, you know, she lost a sibling to an opioid addiction, these hard and heavy things. And I decided, well, let's see if other people want to hear it too. So I literally found a podcast about making podcasts. <laughs> and that was the first episode of any kind I ever listened to. And then we launched it the week, uh, at some point in April 2019 and a hundred and something episodes later, here we are. And I find that at first I didn't want to dive too deeply into the heavy um, because I thought, well, wow, I can't be the girl who's known for just sad things. But right. people respond to all of it. We talk about loss and addiction and royal gossip and 90s rom-coms and the ways that Victoria's Secret adver- Victoria's Secret's advertising from our youth mm-hmm. really shaped the way we think about the ideal body. Um, we talk about intuitive eating and what it means to take care of yourself and be healthy and it's not just carrots and cardio. And right. It's been really, It's been really wonderful. I find that there's Literally a story in everyone. And mm-hmm. my parents would probably tell you I could befriend the cashier at the drugstore in the <laughs> town that I was spending one one day in. And I think the podcast is just an extension of that. So we only interview women. Mm-hmm. I'm confident that men have wonderful things to say, but they have a ton of platforms they <laughs> they do. to say them.
1: I don't interview and, men either.
0: <laughs> and even if it is uh, you know, all genders welcome platform it's still tougher to get to get women. And I think people open up a little bit better when they're in, in good company. So Absolutely. that's where we are. And we have just found not only that there's connection in the hard, but also that even if you've never sat in that, gotten that hard diagnosis or divorced your husband with a newborn or faced addiction, you can find some piece of that story that either speaks to your experience or Teaches you how to care for folks in your life who are mm-hmm. facing that. So I didn't realize that less than a year after I launched the podcast, we would be plunged into uh, my kids call it quarantine. I don't think my five year old knows what COVID is. Yeah. She thinks the pandemic we're facing is quarantine. Right. So every night she prays, <laughs> like, "Dear God, please make quarantine go away, Aww. and please so help quarantine just be fixed so we can go do fun things and we don't have to wear masks and we can hug our friends." <laughs> and at, at five years old, she doesn't really remember a whole lot before this. So this, I know, her connection is greater than ever and more than just connection. Dropping the pretense of, mm-hmm. "Yeah, my Instagram feed looks great, but I am." you know, one phone call away from lying on the floor for the rest of my existence. Mm -hmm. And that's been um, a really beautiful thing to see. So in between those big and hard things, when we talk about, you know, the rom-coms of our youth and what we learn from them, what we need to unlearn from them, the toxic messaging, the amazing soundtracks, uh, I find that a lot of us feel guilty about, I don't know, Bravo, Bravo tv that we watch or binge watching you know parent traps she's all that um, <laughs> romeo and Juliet with claire danes and leo dicaprio yeah. and um oh. i've started to wonder why like we're in football season now you won't find a man in the south who feels bad about spending six hours binge watching for lack of a better term football for schools he has never set foot on their campus right aka and I'm falling asleep him. on the couch too Yes. I I love my team. You know, we, my husband and I both went to Clemson. We are passionate supporters of the university, but you know, I've never set foot on Notre Dame's campus. I I don't know anybody who went to UCLA. So you're not going to find me watching that just because it's football. And I don't see that that hobby or distraction or day brightening atmosphere is any different than me you know, consuming an entire season of Downton Abbey in a weekend. You right. know, I can recite it <laughs> word for word. So that's where I, that. I have decided to incorporate some radical honesty about the things that we all do to survive. Um, for instance, you and I are speaking right now and you can see that I have soaking wet hair. I'm, I'm not bothered. By I'm not either. Anymore. <laughs> I'm really, I thought, oh, as you man. are. You know, it, it came down between not getting a shower or um, just coming to a stranger with wet hair. And I think this is who who we are now. So yes. that's what we're doing at But Not All At Once. And it's been uh, a gift. It is interesting being a woman who owns a communications firm that I work with plenty of men. I work in plenty of technical clients and find words for them and speak to them. And to have people know a little bit about my personal life or a little bit about my hobbies or guilty pleasure interest is a strange thing Mm -hmm. in the work world. But, um, you know, we're, I think we're at a point in life where we're all integrating our professional selves and our personal selves. So, Mm -hmm. and you've certainly managed to do that with what you're doing. So we are who, we contain multitudes. We can care about academics. We can care about TikTok. All all of that can be included. So that's Where this stage of life and the podcast has landed me, and I've learned that I'm in good company.
1: Absolutely, I I love it. I don't even remember how I found it. Um, maybe you commented on something, or I don't remember, but I clicked, I found it, and I started listening. And I, yeah, you, I love that. You know, I try also to not make things so heavy all the time because we really do like we need some light and bright in this world Um, and so I love that um, you know one episode I listened to that cracked me up was the whole controversy surrounding Harry and Meghan's choice of baby (laughs) name um, that it was Lilibet and poor
0: Lilibet that girl isn't even able to like roll on her side and she's already a hot
1: topic (laughs) for debate it's a shame I know. Well, that episode alone just like endeared me to you and your oh, podcast. You. I loved it, but I also loved because I heard, I heard one about intuitive eating and I really mm. enjoyed that. Um, I heard one about the Rachel Hollis whole <laughs> thing, the deep dive on that. And I just love, I love the, uh, variety of episodes and topics that you offer. And, um, on your Instagram bio, I love this. You say that you offer women encouragement, TikToks, and Y2K nostalgia via your podcast, which is 100% accurate. <laughs> uh, so how do you tie in Y2K nostalgia as self-care? I always have said that you know there's so many different ways to practice self-care and everybody... Mm-hmm practices it in a different way because it fills them up in a different way. Um, You know, where where you might love pedicures, they're not my favorite thing. Um, I get filled up in other ways, but I also really get filled up when I'm looking back and it might have something to do with my enneagram number i'm a nine i think you're a one is that right i am yes yes i think big um, fat definite one like yeah old one. <laughs> sometimes i wing that way but i am yeah. like a hard nine um but yeah i i really enjoy looking back at pictures mm. looking back at memories Yes. Um, all of a sudden, being like, oh my gosh, like I, I found this other podcast just recently. It was called Zach to the Future. You might really like this, Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a podcast with Mark Paul Gossler from Saved by the Bell and another guy whose name is escaping me at the moment. He's the co host and fantastic way to capitalize on your namesake right that's amazing so the the podcast i'm totally getting off topic but the podcast is they're watching all the old episodes of saved by the bell and going on a deep dive and interviewing the other characters in the show oh how fun and i just like discovered it this week and i was a totally saved by by the bell kid oh same i was obsessed And so that really like filled me up for like an afternoon where my kids weren't Mm -hmm. home. And I was like, I'm enjoying this and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So tell me about that. Tell me, um, tell me about how you use Y2K nostalgia as self-care. How can moms listening feel kind of that freedom to use self-care as, um, or use nostalgia as self-care without feeling like it's a time waster because we can tend to do that. Yes. So
0: before, Before I dive into that answer, let me just say, and this was a hard lesson for me. I am a a firstborn, perfectionistic, people pleasing type one. Mm -hmm. And I have found that for me, procrastination is my biggest enemy. Um, And I find that the psychological roots of that come from uh, fear of failure, fear of not quite meeting my own standards. So for me, while I do love a pedicure, a lot of people will say self care, you know, spa day. Self care, spending two thousand dollars on shoes. Right. For me, and I'm gonna say that a hundred times because I, I can't speak for everyone. Right. Sometimes self care is finally sending that invoice I've been dreading. Sometimes self care is staying up till two in the morning, cranking out a piece because I'm in the zone and I can mm-hmm. write nine hundred words about this really specific client, my topic needs or topic, my client needs right. and getting it done, getting that weight. Cause I procrastinate, but I don't ever enjoy it. I'm not letting loose in Cabo. I'm feeling right. I should do this. I should do this. I should right. do this <laughs> constantly. So mm-hmm. mentally it's better for me to just knock it out. And I wish that that was a more discussed form of self-care Maybe it's time to write that will. Maybe it's
1: time to file those taxes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it sucks, but you'll feel so much better. All those grown-up things do oh. make you feel better in the long it's run. It's exhausting but mentally. <laughs>
0: it's exhausting to put it off and it's yeah. exhausting to do it. So it, it's, you know, having grace and patience with yourself and understanding that sometimes you're overwhelmed and I go into turtle mode, you know, I pull my head in my shell and I yeah. put my head under the covers li- literally and take a nap or something, but when I can force myself to knock those things off the list, wipe them off my whiteboard, which feels amazing. Yeah. Um, I find that nostalgia is uh, honestly, it's really fascinating for me. Even TikTok has been something that's been a, such a joy for me. I joined in <laughs> early 2020 and I love what I thought at first was just 16 year olds dancing.
1: Mm-hmm. I have
0: now learned their algorithm is beyond compare. Instagram doesn't even know you. TikTok knows you better than you know you. It will diagnose your childhood trauma. It will walk you through the source of of your procrastination. And um, so my TikTok feed is filled with um, theology and sociology and psychology. I follow this great PhD student who breaks down consumer trends and why we're what chuggy means and why it's classist mm-hmm. and why once a trend gets to TJ Maxx, it's no longer cool and how <laughs> we're spending all this. And I could go down a rabbit hole yeah. forever, but I love to see these clips, these comfort clips of, um, I mean, honestly, it's the same thing as watching an old episode of friends yeah. or the office where, you know, the mm-hmm. joke, but it's still funny. It's just so funny. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> because I did have a safe and happy and loved pop tart kind of childhood, uh nostalgia feels warm and safe to me back when I didn't have to think about wills and car tags and who's been to the eye doctor and who's had their teeth cleaned and right. what I need to take care of. So mentally, it takes me back to that place. But also as a woman who wrote her thesis about the messaging about women and advertisements and male focused magazines, mm-hmm. I got a really impressive stack of like I don't necessarily just mean GQ I mean like Maxim and FHM and really sketchy really <laughs> sketchy ads that made you think oh my gosh these are what the 20 year old men of the world are reading about us and this is this is not great mm-hmm. so I enjoy dissecting that from an academic perspective um, and if anyone is interested in that Jean Kilborn is a um, an academic who does a great job of that but Looking back, and um, we did an episode on this dissecting all of these things from a newer perspective, what we were taught, what we thought was cool. One one thing that sticks with me is how many fat characters, and I'm using quotation marks, were you know, Bridget Jones was fat. I don't know if you right. remember that. She yes. was fat. she topped out at 140 pounds. Unreal. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> I'm five foot nine. So my vision, I remember Gabby Reese, who was a Olympian a volleyball player, admitting at six foot one or two that she weighed 140 pounds and feeling like that was so brave because she was the only celebrity I'd ever heard who admitted she didn't weigh 115.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: going back and sometimes we just gush over the fish tank scene in Romeo Plus. Really oh, my nice gosh. Because that <laughs> stylized title is so important. And yes. sometimes we look back and say, um, Carrie Bradshaw was a horrible role model. And why did anyone think that this was a healthy relationship? I'll never watch it again. Big was toxic. <laughs> and who thinks this behavior is okay? Um, sometimes we go back with wiser adult eyes, and sometimes we go back and just say Ross and Rachel kissing in the coffee house doorway swoon. Because Ugh. we we just need the it'll never get old. mental balm. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I think it's self-care because it it, you know, inspires those lovey dovey hormones, those happy, calm mm-hmm. hormones that maybe kicked we watched it all in person together. There was no on demand, mm-hmm. there was no Netflix to stream. You went to Blockbuster, you picked out, you've got mail you put it in your DVD player and you watched it as a communal experience. So yeah. in some ways, I think it, it brings us to a different time. And yeah. I just watched um, father of the bride and father of the bride too with my kids. They they were completely entranced. Although I did have to say, like seventeen times. By the way, this is a really excessive wedding. By the way, two (laughs) hundred and fifty dollars a head in nineteen ninety two was like forty five billion dollars. Yeah. So let's just set some realistic (laughs) expectations. But um, I love those movies. It's just a walk, and they we watched the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Oh, we did Um, too. Yeah. And now there's second generation nostalgia where. My mom would play sound of music for me mm-hmm. and I loved it so much. And now mm-hmm. I play it for my children and can tell them about how, for instance, their namesake, great grandmother that they never got to meet, loved this song too. So I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's a tradition to just yeah. I don't imagine that I'll ever um, like sing the friends theme song for my kids as a lullaby. No, <laughs> but I do know that I, I do show them specific clips because they'll hear my husband or me make a reference and mm-hmm. one thing that we have played recently is where phoebe tries to teach joey to speak french
1: oh we played that the other day it was in so good. real life
0: lisa kudrow is actually fluent in french i think she yeah. married a man who was french um so but good. now my kids all day long are blah blah blah, blah. yes <laughs> and it's it's really great to share there are plenty of moments that they cannot and right. i mean there was actually a point where my parents did not allow me to watch it anymore i wasn't and I allowed to watch super it period I've never seen an episode of The Simpsons.
1: Me neither. For same. And yeah. I'm good. I'm, okay I, with that. I don't, I'm not missing it's anything. It's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I, I do think it's, um, you know, Parent Trap is kind of our speed. I watched the black and white Parent Trap with my mom yes, for that same too. nostalgic reason. Yeah. And it just creates a community of quotable, you can inject a little, you know, it's a moo point. It's moods it's like it's a <laughs> and I went recently to um the friends experience in Atlanta. A friend of mine got us tickets for my birthday oh, and we went to do the that. Sets. It was so cheesy, so chewy, <laughs> and so yeah. fun. And at a certain age, and that age is me, you stop caring if it's cool. I mm-hmm. love it. I oh, don't yeah. I mean, there, Own it. again. You watch 10 hours of football, you play golf five days a week. I'm not speaking about my husband because we got too many kids for all that, right. but everyone has their thing. And if it brings them joy and doesn't interfere with filing their taxes, being mm-hmm. there for their spouse, even better if their spouse can join them in Bradley had never seen the parent Trap. Yeah. He has still not seen mean girls. So I would say every third day I make a reference to which he's completely <laughs> ignorant. Uh, I've still, have not gotten in that Uh, got that movie into our lineup, but it's, um, I think it creates a common language and there are these little micro generations of millennials. Yeah. But for some of us, you know, you might be more of a Hanson boy band millennial or like a Jonas Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I was too old for the Jonas Brothers. Same. So it's an interesting thing to see how that works. The The only downside is that watching, for instance, You've Got Mail Um, instant messaging was texting basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our kids have no I mean they haven't seen that maybe but they would have no sense of what that is or parent trap they'd be like why are they why are they hiding in the closet on a corded phone why don't they just text each other across yeah
1: yeah it's it's an interesting (laughs) you had to press buttons and you had to hold it the whole time (laughs) it's and
0: you hold it like this you don't just kind of Press it to your, to your face. So it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. It does bend time a bit Mm -hmm. and, um, especially around, for instance, we're approaching the anniversary of September 11th -hmm. and those good warm nostalgia feelings for me are just as necessary. I think we've gone through a lot more trauma than we realize Yeah, people. I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming we're, we're in that same age bracket, but watching nine 11, Mm -hmm. watching the recession, watching yeah. all these hard things happen. So I say, let's just get all that serotonin from Nancy Myers films. We can, mm-hmm. I can still ooh and ah over those kitchens.
1: Yeah. With the best <laughs> of them. They're timeless. Absolutely. Uh, I love all that. It's so fun because, um, you know, the pandemic and being in quarantine afforded us lots of time. And so we decided that we would kind of make the best of that time. And so we, with our children so we have 6 9 and 12 we watched all of the star wars movies in mm. in chrono not chronological order, in the order that they debated, right? Oh, it's very, very hotly debated. Actually, my husband put it out on Facebook saying, how should we watch? And there were so many comments. Yeah, like, you shouldn't ask other people <laughs> to chat. It was like his most commented post ever. And so we decided to go four, five, six, one, two, three, and then so on and so forth. So it was really, really um, fun because mm. I watched those as a kid with my, I have an older brother. He's three years older than me. And he was obsessed with Star Wars and I really didn't care too much for it. But he was like, no, you got to watch this with me. And, you know, it was just it reminded me of those really sweet moments with him because we don't live in the same state anymore. Um, And then another series, I actually haven't shown them yet, but I can't wait is Back to the Future. We were just talking about Zach to the Future.
0: Those are are my husband's (sighs) top top favorite movies. He's actually watched it with our oldest.
1: Uh, They're so good. And I know my kids are going to be like, mom, whatever, but it is, it's a thing. It's a whole feeling that you get. I watched those with my brother again, like they're just they just provide so much sentimentality and just those warm, gooey feelings that we feel from that time, Absolutely. time gone by. And I love it. Um, so we've had a really good time watching all of those together. Um, and yeah, I loved, you know, your friends references. I don't know if you know, but I had a whole episode on the new friends um, reunion, oh, the reunion that they yes. did. I had like four four of my friends on, and we had a whole conversation about the episode and what we thought. And that was my first That's time fun. really doing something like that. Yeah, uh, And it was so fun because I wasn't allowed to watch Friends. Um, mm. but I mean, it, It's kind of racy.
0: Depending oh, on how I know now.
1: <laughs> yes. Now I cringed. I'm like, this is why and my mom goes, now you do know why I didn't let you watch it. And I'm like, yes, mom. But when I went away to college and my freshman year, um, you know, I had a huge you know, hallway of girls. And the RA in our hall was like, "Hey, guys, we're all gonna watch the you know first episode of Friends. It was the last season, so season ten, mm. episode one. We're all gonna watch it in my room on such and such day at such and such time." And so, yeah, it was that thing where we had to watch it all together, yes. real time. We Thursday had, at night, life stops. Yes. We had popcorn. Like none of us really knew each other. And so right. it was one of those things where I was like really embarrassed to tell them that I hadn't watched one episode of Friends ever, <laughs> but they like they were like, oh, okay, well, this is a good time to start. You know, it's, it was really cute. So I just love, um, I love that you kind of champion that that feeling of like, mm. it's okay to kind of indulge back and go back and yes. enjoy those things that we, that we once did. And our kids will do the same. I remember yes. even, I don't know what it'll be for. I don't know, I but mean, well, my daughter was obsessed, our, our oldest two are just a year apart. So mm. my daughter, and I know your, your oldest is a boy, but she was obsessed with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Dora mm. and Oh yeah. Um, geez, like all of those like kind of Disney clubhouse things. And um, so like once in a while, something will come up I'm like Sadie. And it's almost nostalgic for me. I'm like, Sadie, you had a Dora backpack and you did this and you did that. And she, I'm like, don't you remember? She's like, no, mom. ew. And I remember
0: my parents <laughs> saying stuff like that to me or meeting their friends and saying like, oh, I met you when you were there. And you're just, you have no sense of yeah. time or... <laughs> Uh, any kind of precious feelings at right. that time but i i still hear like the fireman sam theme song
1: oh yeah and, um, Thomas where we'll
0: quote like their phrases about the show back to them yeah uh there's a line in fireman sam where he's he stays cool and calm mm-hmm. and my son thought it said cool and gum Oh, so my husband and I will still be like, all right, everyone, we need y'all to be like cool and gum. And I no one thinks it. it's funny, but us, right? We're, we, do <laughs> we do that cheesy uh, parents.
1: We do that. And
0: it's, that's a rite of passage as well.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I love that so much. Well, you say on your, on your podcast and on Instagram, and I love this because you're Southern, uh, it says we can do it all y'all. Oh, we can't do it all at once. (laughs) I don't think I ever got to answer. I don't think I ever in my winding uh,
0: 5,000 word answer got to that, which is yes, the title of the podcast and the account came from the desire to do all the things and then becoming probably overwhelmed and procrastinating and doing none of them. Mm -hmm. So it's preaching to myself more than anyone that we can learn anything, conquer anything, master anything, do anything, help with anything. uh, But we, we literally can't do it all at once. And yeah. for some reason, we tend to be the people who expect the most of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just we aren't superhuman. Yeah. So pick your things, watch some friends' episodes in between to mm-hmm. kind of like recharge your battery and then don't yeah. expect yourself. But, but not all at once does come from that concept. And the only downside is that people will quote it back
1: to me when I'm being ridiculous <laughs> in real life. And that is uh, unpleasant. <laughs> Like, people do that to me too. They're like, okay, Jen, you you always say, What does mama need? Well, what do you need? And I'll be like, Dang it. I, I need you not to have an attitude with me, is what I need. <laughs> I need you not to preach my message. Back oh, to me. don't get smart with me. I'm here to encourage you, not live my own words. I love it. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, and I think that that gives so much freedom to women listening who, you know, feel like we do have to do it all because who else is going to do it unless we step in and do it. Um, and I think give them the chance is what I say, mm -hmm, give give, them the chance to
0: step in, give other people the chance to think about what a gift it is to you. When your friend with a new baby says, Hey Jen, I like, I just need 20 minutes to walk around the block. I just need to go to Chick-fil-A by myself and go through the drive-thru. Yeah. How good it feels Mm -hmm. to be entrusted, to be able to help someone in some tiny way. Uh, I try to remember that. I certainly preach it, but I try Mm -hmm. to remember that. that I do too. Let someone do one of the things. Just one.
1: Um, I heard a long time ago, a friend of mine said uh, he was trying to, to help with something and I was like resisting. He's like. Jen, don't rob me of my blessing.
0: And it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's so true. You know, it's not just about them helping you, it also makes them feel good to help you. And so I'm always preaching that. It teaches them. Mm -hmm. But
0: if it's your child or your spouse or a parent, you know, it walks them through the skills they need. That I hear a lot of people say, well, I mean, I could let someone do it, but by the time I tell you and walk you through and show you where everything is, I might as well do it myself. Myself. Well, sure. Today, yeah. But you walk your 12 year old through that. And then the next time they, they get to do it. And that's, mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done oh, for a lot of us, but yeah. it is such a gift to, to do that. And the other thing is, I think a lot of us simultaneously expect ourselves to do everything, but also believe we're not doing enough. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know how that dichotomy exists. <laughs>
1: so when never enough, because we're seeing everybody doing everything on Instagram, you see and them like, doing dang. one thing. And it's right. one thing we're not doing. Right. So we add that to our mental
0: laundry list of things to do. So what I try to remind people, and I try to have this pep talk with myself too, is, okay, let's say you're leaving town for 10 days. You're going on the trip of a lifetime to the coast of Greece. How many notebooks with a laminated checklists and maps and schedules and phone numbers and allergies would you have to create? <laughs> How much would you have to pay a team of nannies to outsource you being mm-hmm. you for a full 10 days um your professional life your personal life your home responsibilities and when you sit down and that dread that panic comes over you thinking about how to instruct someone else to just do the bare minimum of your life for 10 days then maybe you'll realize oh so what I think is really not a productive day is still going to four different places and picking up three different kids and remembering this one can't have gluten and that teacher likes right. Starbucks and all all of the little things that you would let slide if someone else was pinch hitting for you, mm-hmm. you're doing them all the time. And that to me, somehow imagining I'd have to pay someone like $50 an hour <laughs> to handle all of this. Yeah. No one can yeah. be expected to do this for minimum wage. And yet you're devaluing yourself mentally, which is part of why I think if the office or Downton Abbey or whatever, Star Wars fills your cup, Mm -hmm. you have earned it. You've earned it.
1: Yes. Amen to that. I remember when my daughter was a baby and we hired um, somebody to come watch her during the day because I worked part-time in the office. And I typed out five pages of instructions for this. Of course. Sixteen-year-old girl or eighteen-year-old girl—I can't remember how old she was—and uh, she was probably like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she's What's probably wrong so with intimidated. This? What's I was wrong just with this try lady? to keep this kid alive, but, like, alive, but I'm like, yeah. okay, if she cries, she probably wants this, this, or this. You must feed her these things at lunch. You know, like ridiculous. And so, but Wait, this was your first child, right? My first. Oh yes, yeah. It was very. So precious. I think that's where
0: I brought my mom and my mother-in-law. Like I had a notebook. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think there were apps at that time with my oldest, but even if there were, no. I still wanted it written in my notebook. Yeah. And I would be like, when he has a dirty diaper, write it down. <laughs> he has a wet diaper, write it down. If it's both, you put it in both columns. Oh my I'm going to need to know how many ounces you thawed and fed him. Yeah, How long it took him to eat. And to their credit, those sweet women looked at me as though I was completely capable and knowledgeable and not losing my marbles. Right. And then by the fourth baby, I remember my mother-in-law, We were they lived about her. 20 minutes away from Clemson, and we were going to a tailgate. And she comes on the front porch holding the baby and said, so, like, what what time do I need? Does she need to eat? And I was like, Oh, well, if she seems hungry, like there's, there's milk. And like, when she yes. gets kind of tired, mm-hmm. just put her down. I mean, you're, you're it. it'll be fine. See you never. Okay. Bye. Yep. Yep. And she probably thought back <laughs> to just a few years before and had a good chuckle with her circle mm-hmm. of friends. I hope uh-huh. outlet. Because either that or you're putting my face on a dartboard. There's yeah, two ways yeah. about it.
1: I don't mind being the butt of a joke because it was no. ridiculous. And so now, yeah, I got I got so much more relaxed with every kid. And it was just like, here, take him. And they're still
0: alive. They're, <laughs> they're still, still alive. Like and they're doing just that. <laughs> and honestly, your mental health is probably better because you can't. I read somewhere that we give every child 100%. And so the fear when you are pregnant with your second is... I don't have two hundred percent. So what happens is, let's say you were you were actually giving ninety nine point nine, and then you realize, you know, that point 0.1, Oh my gosh, it's not enough. Like, what is this poor baby, neglected baby, gonna do?
1: Right.
0: You realize that was way more than you ever needed to do. Mm-hmm. And your as your your plate gets fuller, you realize there was always more room. You just. You, I think it's Peter's law work expands to fit the time allotted. Um,
1: that's so true.
0: You will fill your time, you will fill your mind with worry, you will fill your time. And that's why I watch these TikToks of first time moms like a woman pulled over on the side of the road because her baby was losing it. My kids hated riding in the car, facing backwards, yeah. And I would be sweating half the time, I'm sure I cried. I felt like oh. my blood pressure was through the roof. Oh it was yeah. Nerves were
1: shot. Yes. She pulled over
0: two miles from home and is taking this video, kissing her baby and saying, we were just sad, weren't we? We just needed a minute to snuggle. We're two I minutes sh- from home, <laughs> but like, and I wanted to cry because I wish I had to, I am already the 80 year old lady in the grocery store who comes up to you with your newborn misty eyed and tells you what, What she wishes she'd done and how precious it was and how much it flies. That's me. I'm already 80. (laughs) And I watched this TikTok and was just like, girlfriend, you have somehow cracked the code with your six week old that this is not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pull over. Nobody hates me. Good for her. I have been white knuckling, weeping. Yes. Collapsing into a puddle when I got home and being like, oh, Bradley, you don't know how yeah. hard this was. And it was hard. <laughs> it I was. want to validate that. It feels yes. hard. Yeah. But with the gift of time comes the gift of knowing, like, oh, and mm-hmm. you made it worse for yourself, babe. You didn't, yeah. you were not getting any gold stars. Just let it go.
1: Yeah. And it would ruin the whole day. And then it's oh my like, gosh. that was not a bad sense. day. <laughs> and you're so day.
0: tired already. Like you already have these things working against you. You're exhausted. Your body's healing. Yep. All of these things that, you know, the rest of us don't have anymore. And then you added the stress of your six page laminated front and back <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, notebook. And, you know, it just, I would do things differently. But I think anyone, yeah. someone eight years older than me is probably saying, You're stressing too much about that pile of forms. I wrote those kids' addresses 943 times the night before school started. Do you need to tell me you don't have their address anywhere? Really?
1: I know. Can we cross-reference? Can we cross-reference our siblings?
0: my, My engineer husband is like, why is this not a PDF with like blanks that we can fill in why why is there no we can't scan this we can't does anyone even read this there are carbon copies then I figured out that I had done the stack of paperwork with the carbon copies mixed in oh so when I went to it is just a jumble it looks like hieroglyphics (laughs) on the bottom and (laughs) you would think after all these years I'd get it right but instead that felt stressful to me
1: yeah yeah and I hear you
0: it didn't have to be it's riding in the car with a crying kid just 2.0
1: Yep. It's true. We're just airing all my flailing. (laughs) I think everybody listening is like me too. Me too. I've been there sister. Well, let's get into the rapid fire questions we have. They're just so much fun. And I feel like it's a really great chance for people to get to know you as a person. Um, this wasn't on my list that I sent you, but what is your favorite binge watch? Mm. or like lately or all of all time whichever one so lately and I've referenced
0: it a couple times today but lately we're we're on the I think we're in the last episode of Downton Abbey we have like sped watched it it is such a beautiful oh
1: it's so good watch
0: yeah it is never but otherwise I think the the crown jewels um are friends the office and parks and rec just because (laughs) it's comfortable honestly I can work while it's on I don't have to watch for the hidden clues or the plot points. It's it's familiar. But Downton Abbey is such a just aesthetically pleasing. It's a sight to take in. Mm -hmm. And that's been really calming. And And I just found out that there is another movie coming out. I found that out too. So I am even more excited about all of that. And it's been really fun to distract myself with a house that is got 16 people cleaning it constantly. Mm -hmm. A dream.
1: It is a dream. Yeah. My favorites are definitely friends and Gilmore girls as well. Mm, mm -hmm. And when I was nursing, one of my kids, I think my second, um, we didn't talk about this, but like nursing in the middle of the night, I would turn on shows because otherwise I'd fall asleep and like roll on top of my kid. I I just can't do that. I I had to be awake and be alert. So I would sit and watch reruns. And one, um, Netflix binge that I did was, um, Felicity do you remember that oh, show? I do. I
0: loved, I was team Ben all the way.
1: Yes, me all too. All the way. Me too. And it I was tried so to rewatch
0: fun. Dawson's Creek, which was, I kind of mm-hmm. think of as contemporaries to Felicity. But yes. in like the first episode or two, 15-year-old Pacey is sleeping with his 36-year-old teacher. I know, And I was gross. like, guys, this is hugely problematic. Is so no wonder everyone's <laughs> parent thought this was, this isn't just like promiscuity. This is straight up. Illegal. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a hard pass. Yeah. I'm going to have to find Pacey Witter on another show. I know.
1: Oh, Too Andy, much for me. One. That's a good one. Um, okay, if we were to meet up at Starbucks, which would be lovely since we mm. are two hours away from each other, I but know. if we were to meet up at Starbucks, what would you order? Um, a cake pop. I don't <laughs> drink
0: coffee.
1: You don't drink coffee. I okay. don't.
0: Um, I really, I don't drink coffee or beer. I think neither I don't even drink eat like coffee flavored ice cream okay or like a cheddar beer soup or something makes me (laughs) want to I'm like the (laughs) green-faced emoji just talking about it so for me it would either be one of their overpriced ginormous bottles of water and Mm -hmm. a cake pop Mm -hmm. or a hot tea I do my I was born in England my parents lived there for a little bit and um Mm. So I, my mom would always make me hot tea with milk and sugar
1: when I was little and we
0: would talk about all the things. So that would probably be my go-to.
1: That's sweet. I love that. Uh, What is a good book that you've read recently or that you're reading right now? So I actually, as a glimmer
0: of hope for young moms out there, this was our first beach trip in a full decade where I've been able to read a book. Yeah. So I tore through a number of books. One was a modern-day retelling of Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. that I think came out several years ago by Curtis Sittenfield. But I am started a book called, I believe it's called Presumption, okay. and it was approved by Jane Austen's estate as a sequel to Pride and Prejudice. Ooh. And I'm only about 30 pages in, but it's just such a treat to revisit those characters that you love so much mm-hmm. um, that I'm kind of trying to ration it. Yeah, I don't have uh-huh. a ton of time to read at home, mm-hmm. I just prefer to, particularly because my husband and I can both watch a show, and even though we're not talking, it feels like we're doing something together. Yeah, and reading is a bit more solitary for me, right? right. So I am trying to kind of parcel it out and make it last because that's the last little Jane Austen bit I probably haven't gotten into.
1: Cool, I haven't heard of that. We'll link all the or link both of yeah, those. Yeah, I'll show those for you. Yeah, um, what is your favorite way to practice self care? Naps. I like like a nap
0: very much. And I also, um, I enjoy a long walk with a friend because you Mm -hmm. can talk and move and get fresh air and vitamin D. And even if you're going, you know, 1.2 miles an hour, you just have that companionship and it's, um, we're coming into that time of year where it's almost pleasant to be outside. Yes. So I look forward to, I, I call them walk and chat dates and, um, You know, if I can't have a friend, then I find a podcast that feels like a friend. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a few episodes. I have an episode on, but not all at once, that I did with a friend who has since passed away. Um, And she's a lifelong friend, an incredible human. And her episode is one of the biggest gifts of my life, being able to record Mm. that. And um, so spending two hours with her feels like that. I mean, I'll walk a million miles just to get to the end of this conversation that not only did I live through but I've heard many times Mm, so I think that's the that's the biggest most outdoorsy thing you will probably catch me doing same here same here
1: (laughs) once in a while a hike but Mm, it's just walking right in the
0: woods what I tell myself yeah just a
1: walk just a walk uh our show is called the mama needs podcast so as a mama what do you need right now Two things and I
0: think they go hand in hand. One is I'm a words of encouragement person. That's my words of affirmation are my love language. Mm-hmm. So I need those from other people. And I get those in the form of real life conversations, comments about the podcast and messages and emails. And then also one thing I'm really working Um, since we've already delved into my psyche on this episode (laughs) is giving those words of affirmation to myself and if I can't then at least turning off that Enneagram one inner critic that constantly says you're not doing it enough you don't look good enough you need to be doing this that or the other and reframing it as um, would I kick that voice in the leg if they spoke that aloud to my best friend for sure. Yeah, and let's let's just say it's enough. We don't have yeah. to say I'm the most beautiful, smartest, productive human, but we're gonna at least be decent to right. ourselves. So yeah. that's what I need is just to continue working on that voice.
1: I love that. That's a good answer. So good. Well, Anne, tell people where they can find you online, on Instagram, and your website yeah. and your podcast. So it's pretty easy because it's
0: all the same. You can find me at But Not All at Once on Instagram and Facebook. You can find the website at but not com, And the podcast is creatively also called But Not All At Once. <laughs> yeah. And we are excited to have some new things uh, roll out. We have a Patreon community that's growing at patreon.com slash but not all at once that we just did our first video episode uh, where we dove into Baby names, celebrity names, family traditions, ridiculous Southern nicknames, nicknames you know, Skeeter and Jiggy and Bug where no one actually knows Never. what like Uncle Cobby's real name is. No one super knows why he was ever called that. Right. But we just go I with it. it. Um, and so, as a, a woman with a double named daughter mm-hmm. and children who all have family names, many of which don't match the legal first name on the class roll, it was interesting to dive into you. So, oh, that is an interesting culture conversation. And it's, I could talk about yeah. it for hours. <laughs> and, um, you know, I used to think about a resume name. Like, what is Apple Martin going to put on the top of her resume? That's crazy. (laughs) Well, newsflash, Apple Martin doesn't need a resume to get an internship. Girlfriend's going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting to think about giving your kids options. And um, yeah, so we dove into that there and people can find us. It's a little bit more of an intimate community, which is um, something I enjoy. So, yes, we're all
1: over one name all over the interwebs and we'll link to all of it and i have loved our conversation it's been nostalgic for me to hear hear what you had to say and think back about where i was when i was watching friends and all the things so thanks for being on today i appreciate it i know
0: cuddled up on a couch with like six people and yes um that's exactly what we need and really why I adore living with my husband i do miss the access to shoe wardrobes and tonight we binge watching. So if I I can borrow more people's shoes (laughs) and have people who get my mean girl's references, um, I do miss that. So I don't agree on the nostalgia, but I appreciate you having me and I look forward to chatting with your listeners. Thanks.